Aloha, all you moneymakers. This is Indar Lang, and I'm your Hawaii moneymaker. We got a fun episode today, and today we're going to debunk some op- unpopular myths that you guys may have heard, and I'm also going to talk about some quick rule of thumbs that I'd like to use on some deals, some kind of inside stuff that you guys will love to hear. So let's do it, and let's get started. Let's go. Just before we get started, I'd love it if you guys could subscribe below and that way we can reach more people and just help people make their money work for them in any different way we can. Thank you guys and let's get started in today's content. So the first myth you hear often is stay away from expensive markets. You can't find any deals or often you'll hear some expert in some market saying that this market is better than that market and you can't find any deals in that market. And if you listen, you're right. You can't. They're, in general, most people are right. But let me debunk that. There is deals in any market. And I used to have that mindset myself in Hawaii, here in Hawaii, that I could not find great rentals. I could not find deals. I could not find flips. I could not scale this flipping business. And um, a few years back, I had a mentor friend of mine and said, it all starts with mindset. Your mindset is the shift to everything. If you're telling yourself you can't find, if there's not, if you're just by saying that, you're creating that, you're right. You're absolutely right. If there is not, if you cannot, you're 100% right. But the second I realized to change my mindset that there is, there's abundance, you can find, it, it really opened my eyes. Not necessarily like deals and things just, you know, happens. But slowly over time, you start seeing an opportunity there or things happen. It's kind of the law of the universe. It's the, you know, uh, I love the video, The Secret. I really love projecting and, and visualizing and seeing what I want to do. So the second you embrace that there is, there are, you can, you will, it will happen. It's just through, you know, mother nature whatever you want to call it but there is deals in every market you can find deals that work and here are some rules that i follow to just quick rule of thumb if i would to do even any deal is first one is the one percent rule so any deal i buy is a, if it's a rental these are for rentals i make sure they can cash flow as a one percent rule this is even through this huge shopping center we're buying that whatever we purchase for it, if we buy a property for $100,000, it needs to rent for $1,000. And you would say, oh, in Hawaii, we're buying these, you know, average prices in Hawaii is five, 600000 for a condo, you know, a million dollars for a house. So how do I find, you know, a $500,000 condo that I can rent for five grand a month? You know, how does that work? And, um, there are deals out there. There's ways to, you know, um, make deals work. Um, I buy a lot of lower end, so I buy a lot of $200,000 condos that I can rent for $2,000. Uh, little caveat in that 1% rule, if they are condos and they have HOA dues or fees, you should add or subtract those dues or fees in there to make sure that 1% rule. So I would also say to add or subtract, uh, say if there's $500 in maintenance fees, um, you know, you can subtract uh, or add in, you need to make $500 more in rent, if that makes sense. So just to make sure, uh, at the, maybe it's a condo that is $200,000 you buy it for, and there's $300 in maintenance fees. So I should rent that condo for 
2000 plus 300 so I should rent for $2,300 a month. I should be able to find rent for that, for this scenario to work. Um, give or take, you know, there's some nuances, of course, but this is just a quick, like, in your head rule of thumb where you can analyze a deal really quickly to make sure it's a good rental. Um, another thing you can look at is sometimes these properties, you can you can turn them into quadplexes, you know, threeplexes, fourplexes, um, or you can do Airbnb. I would say to be very careful and to do that, yes, they look good here and now. Um, a lot of people did that with Airbnbs. They look good here and now, so maybe they passed the sniff test of a 1% rule as an Airbnb. But like here in Hawaii, Airbnbs all got shut down and outlawed in all these different neighborhoods and cities. And so if they don't work as a um uh, they work as an Airbnb, but then they don't work as Plan B as a normal single-family rental. Then you're out of luck. So, with that said, I would make sure that it passes, you know, Plan B as a single-family rental, just to be safe on the safe side, so you can get out of deals. So that one percent rule really helps to um, analyze a deal, make sure they work well, and. If they are legal Airbnbs, you should be fine, of course, to pass that 1% rule. Or if you're doing midterm rentals and so forth, it's just a quick rule of thumb to analyze deals. I would 100% recommend to put it in a deal analyzer and analyze deals. Uh, then we have the 70% rule. That's the two rules I abide by. So make sure rent at 1% rule and make sure you buy at about 70%. And the reason we want to buy at the 70% rule the 70% rule means to me that we're buying a property all in at 70%. So we purchase price plus the rehab budgets plus escrow buying costs, escrow selling costs, any kind of holding costs that you may have or financing costs as well. So all of that cost has to equal 70% of the property value. And this is true to the multifamily stuff and all the different properties that we buy, even the large-scale assets that we'll buy. We want to make sure we're close to that 70% rule. And the reason behind that is because when we fix it and we make it all nice and new and we do our, you know, our justice to these properties like we do, um, we're going to then go to the bank and we're going to refinance it out at 75% at the market value. So 75% of the market value is what we'll get a loan for on these properties. And the difference from that 70% to that 75%, you want to have that leeway. And this is from experience because an appraisal may be short of what you maybe thought sometimes. For example, I'm doing a property right now. Appraisal is short than what we thought it was. You know, market shifted, of course. Or um, you may went over your rehab budget and you spent more on that property. So when you refinance, you know, the goal to me is just to constantly have all your money, investors' money out of it, and then to take your money out and to be able to keep using it. The velocity of money, the quicker you can use your money to do more. So the quicker you can do more with properties is is my goal. The velocity of money, quicker you can take your money, investors' money, all the bank's money, whatever you have into the deal and to do it again, to keep rolling that. So that's why we follow the 70% rule because we want to be all in at about 70%. Then we go refinance at 75%. And again, that difference, we just want to have some cushion. So technically, you could be all in at maybe 75%, give or take, um, if you're all right with having some money in the deals. And that's what happens to us. Sometimes we have... Um, 
you know, a small scale, maybe five, 10 grand stuck in a deal after it's said and done, which is fine to me. Um, or later on on a large scale, you, you know, do you want to have hundreds of thousands stuck into a property? So um, that's the way you think of it. And then I actually even think deeper of it that I'm not technically making money until I get even all my money out of a deal. Say I refinance that property and I still had 10, 20 grand into that property. How long does it take for me to net get paid out of that money before I can actually start making money? Because to me, I'm not making money until all my money is recouped. Then I'm making my, you know, making cash free money. So these scenarios are basically how to flip uh, bird properties using the bank's money, using uh, traditional financing at the end goal of the whole thing. And this is not an overnight process, guys. This is not a simple, like, easy process. It's, it's not. It takes time. Takes work. The refinance process takes long time on some of them. Um, sometimes we have to do it in phases. For example, uh, sometimes we'll refinance right away, real quickly, to get investors' money back, and we'll we'll take a high uh, interest rate loan, and then later on, we'll down the line, we'll then refinance it into a cheap uh, cheap loan. So these are not, it's not an overnight like success kind of thing. This is years and years process. Um, generally, we want the money back out of it right away. So we'll, we'll take the best loan to value we can find. Um, I actually look for 80%, even 90%. And then we'll refinance it out. So 75% rule to refinance is, is a good starting, but you can actually find 80%, sometimes even 90% to refinance things. If you own personal property, you can 90, 90% refinance. So um, that's just how I look at it and how to velocity of to move money. The quicker you can move money to do more is how you grow in this business. And it's not an overnight thing, guys. The process is not uh, just walk in the park. I want to tell you that it, it's, it takes you know, time and energy to find a good deal it takes time and energy to to renovate and to get these deals strong and then the whole refinance process obviously it takes a lot of work with the banks and the loans and to do a lot of them at a time and in scale definitely takes a team um so be on the lookout for that and there's a tremendous amount of banks that do that so whatever state or city you're in i cold call banks all the time just for this simple process um and then uh it's there's deals out there. So after all that said and dead, the mindset of changing that you cannot find deals. You can find deals in any market. We have 25, no, 26. I think we just bought another rental here in Hawaii, uh, 26 rentals here in Hawaii. And then we're, uh, we're 156 total across the U.S. in rentals. And um, this these two rules that we talked about, 70% and 1% rule, are great rules to analyze even a flip because sometimes you want to know if a flip can work well um you know not as a flip um and keep it you want to have that plan b often we'll make sure a flip uh it's nice to have two exits so you can buy a property knowing you're gonna flip it but if you have that second strategy that this can buy and hold and keep and you follow the one percent rule and 70 percent rule then it's amazing uh second part of it all is uh the content two of our video here today is um uh, you know, is real estate investing only for the wealthy? How do I get started in, in, in this? I used, I used to think only the wealthy people can do it. Only people who had money can do this. 
Um, there's ways to get started in this business with with little to no money. Um, you there's all kinds of. I brought my first property with a one percent loan. I had to bring one percent down to go buy a two hundred forty thousand dollar house. I had to bring five grand in total to go buy this this single family. Uh, excuse me, it was a condo for me and my wife. There's plenty of ways to get started. You can wholesale deals. There's so much first time home buyer programs out there. Of uh, programs out there that you'd be be surprised what kind of ways to help you house hack and get a property. Um, um, there's there's other ways you can put a little bit of money in help it grow. There's uh, real estate investing trust REITs, or you can put as little as like a hundred bucks into some of these small time uh, investment REITs, where you can help grow your money faster. Because the whole goal of it is to scale and grow, but um, I would first say to educate yourself first before you even get started. And that's where it comes into investing and being a part of, you know, an investor like us or somebody who's got expertise to expert to really educate yourself before you just jump into anything. Um, you know, I, I partnered with my first uh, with my uh, on my first flip. I partnered with the experienced investor who did three or four and he was a great guy. And I just learned a ton of my, uh, information from them. I even invested in some of deals at front because I just wanted to learn and educate myself before I just dove on in. So especially with this hard market right now where we're going and, you know, how difficult our market has become right now, you know, it's definitely worth the time and energy to invest your edu- into education and to, you know, invest and learn from somebody because, um, you know, it's not a game where you can make mistakes. So for this segment, we have the investor insight segment. And this is where investors come in and ask questions. We have had a great question from uh, Levy here. Um, Levy asked, uh, question answer is, is it true no one becomes poor by giving? Um, that's a that's a good one because no one becomes poor by giving. Um, this is about contribution, giving back. So there is a give and take, of course. You want to you know in church you're you're taught to give 10 percent of your tithes away right to the church um i mean yeah of course you can give everything away and um you know essentially lose everything of course if you're foolish about it but as you start making more you learn how to give back properly you know in the right ways through you know obviously you can give back monetary with money or you can give back time and energy um i give a lot of my time i give a lot of um i I just did a talk with some kids the other day and um about giving my hours back so uh, you know giving hours back is a great way to give back um so giving can happen in many different forms and ways you know the ways you help people, the ways you take time for people, or the way you donate to a church, or the way you can even spend your time and help that church or uh, Boys and Girls Club or any kind of group. So, um, yes, you should give back, um, but there's a fine line to it all, of course. You know, you got to juggle that all. You know, uh, just like anything in life, you don't want to do too much to one way and have it take from a different side of you. But um, no one becomes poor by giving. It's kind of a, a cool saying, I think. And uh, yeah, we should always definitely be giving back and trying their best to help another. And I think as I became successful a few years back, I really recognized that I've achieved something great and I felt like 
I, I figured out like the magic formula that you know God forbid I lose everything I could still grow everything back because I figured out the formula to make this all grow and work um, I would just go wholesale a house and start flipping a few and I can easy snowball and roll this all back um, because I figured out that formula what it takes and and real estate is the is the answer um, so now we're in the phase of there's enough, there's abundance, there's enough for everybody in life, so why not give back? There's enough for everybody. So my hardest time is now my time that it takes to do things. My time is so, I, I only have you know so much time in a day with my beautiful kids and my wife that uh, most of my time I want with them in the afternoons. So my time is one of the hardest things to to control so i if i give i give in time a lot of times and then i'll give in money and events and things that we do um and then of course at church and whatever other events so good question and thank you levy i just want to take a quick second and if you're enjoying our content please subscribe below i love it if you guys can leave us a review or a comment or let me know what you guys thought i love honest feedback and i love hearing what you guys think so event of the week, I'll be speaking at the Rebuild Mega Agent Mastermind. Uh, this is Tony's group. He's the top EXP producer. Tina, Sarah, and James will also be speaking there, um, along with some other uh, investing experts like uh, Jeremy Ching. And, uh, of course, I'll be speaking. This is at David Buster's March 9th from uh, 4 till 8, 8, 8, 8 p.m. Excuse me. Uh, dinner and drinks included. Uh, plenty of refreshments and time to make this is a broker's real estate event so excited to speak there and to talk to all the great agents and and uh, share my you know strengths with them so come to that event it's at um, Damien Buster's and uh, Tony Taguchi is putting this on it's a really great event he has a really uh, he's really a great agent he's uh, I've used him to sell buy and sell some of my properties and uh, excited to be a part of that event so we have that event um, coming up and we have a lot of virtual events ourselves coming up so stay tuned for our virtual events that we have coming up um, we're trying to give back more to you guys and just uh, show you guys uh, some you know knowledge that we can share to you guys and share our experience strength and hope and uh, share our trust with you um, who we are and trust so you can trust what we've done in this last 10 years amazing uh island here in hawaii um so thank you guys for following listening thank you guys for coming out uh, to our events and being a part of our community uh thank you for just the comments and please write comments and uh please engage in some of the posts we really appreciate the engagement you know take the time to engage say thank you you know a rocket ship whatever high five I love it. I love uh, sharing um, with you guys and just showing you guys that you can do this and you, can, you guys can all be successful. So thank you guys so much. Aloha. Have a great day.